Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So, first of all, Carver High, I want to evaluate because you never really, you know, you were in such a foul ass mood today that you never took the time to evaluate my Padre shirt. I mean, honest to God, like if you're on the YouTube right now, you can see it. I mean, this is a, a vintage, old, you know, washed out, beat up. Padres t-shirt that I got for about 50 bucks at the Petco when I went in to buy the um the jersey that I wanted the Tatis jersey it was $400 for a baseball jersey <laughs> and, and I'm just not going there so I got the weed smoking Padre you know retro t-shirt and you got to admit I mean, you really do have to admit that it is badass. I mean, you have not even taken the time to evaluate the Padre shirt. It's really, it is uh, distasteful on your part, on your behalf, to just ignore it completely, you know, due to your many moods. But you have to at least break through tonight, break the ice, and tell me what you think. No, it's a, it's a five-star shirt. There's no doubt about it. Um... Look, 40 bucks. I mean, listen, they're going to get you no matter what if you're at the ballpark. I like it. You know, what we always say about the Padres, they've got some of the best gear in all of baseball. I mean, they really do. They've got some of the, the color schemes, some of the stuff that we see uh, the French Tingler wear and some of his videos that we play. They've got some fresh gear uh, down there in San Diego. And that shirt right there that you got, you can add it right to the collection. Fresh gear they've no. got there. I just wanted you to know that I uh, I did reach out to my my guy uh, Harry Rothwell at oh. uh, the All Canes in Miami. Ooh, uh, my guy Harry. The new Cane the, gear, Cane Day, yeah. Cane Day. Well, it's time. You know, it really is time because um, I noticed as you've seen me wear the black Canes uh, shirt in here, the black T-shirt, yes. and it's. The neck is so stretched that I look like that one guy with the uh, uh, what do they call it? The when the when you got the wrinkled neck, it's so wrinkly. What do they call it? Like the potato? Uh, yeah, is there I, a name for when it's when, when your collar's is. ruffled, you, you, the shirt's finished, right? Yeah, yeah. So 
this my Canes t-shirt is so stretched, the black one. Now I have other ones. I have all kinds of Canes stuff, but it's so beat up and old now that a lot of it I just can't really wear anymore. Some of it's so outdated too. It just looks silly. It's like just really old, like, you know, Canes gear. And I gotta, I gotta re up. So I reached out to uh, Harry before the Alabama game. Cause he was going to Atlanta to throw a huge party before the uh, Canes played the tide and got bent over and soaped up. So I, I asked him, I said, I need you to send me, um, you know, a, a picture of all the new new looks. We welcome our radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. It's Pharrell on event. So I asked uh, Harry to send me all the new styles. I said, just can you show me a bunch of jerseys, hoodies, and T-shirts? And, you know, because I bought everything there. Shoes, pillows mugs, popcorn bowls, ashtrays, coolies, beer cups, you name it, popcorn, everything. I've everything. I bought everything from Harry. And even basketball shoes, like the Adidas Canes, uh, your boy, Larinaga. I got the Larinaga uh, basketball cane shoes. Jimmy L. Uh, yeah, I need to re-up. You know what I mean? Like, I need a whole new Canes fashion wardrobe, uh, you know, excursion blowout. Well, it's time. Hopefully, Harry's going to hook you up. Uh, it's been a while since you got some fresh Canes gear. Uh, they could use it. They could use the help, that's for sure. Lost Alabama and then held on for dear life against Appalachian State. I mean, it's Cane Day. We got to get Cane Day going here. And now... Uh, this is a good spot for him, too. You know, everybody's high on Sparty now. They were supposed to suck, but they've had a couple of wins, and now they're going down to South Beach on Saturday. Kane's just under a touchdown at six and a half. That, that line probably would have been double digits two weeks ago before Michigan State won a couple games. Uh, maybe Kane Day on Saturday. Kane Day, Kane Day. Maybe a hot well, one. They, Let's go. Well, they opened up at eight, and I got to tell you, I grabbed it at eight. Hmm. I grabbed Michigan State at eight. I don't, um, frankly, well, so listen, far, I don't like what Miami, I see. Yeah, you I, can't I don't like, like what, what I see. see. I don't blame nope. you. They, they've been awful. I think they could lose the game outright. In fact, I, I think they will. And I, I want them to win every game. You know that. But it's just not, it's not conceivable that they're going to win every game. They're just not that good. But that has no bearing on my love affair with the Canes or my clothing purchases. Time to slap down the Amex Platinum and get the uh, fresh new Canes gear from my boy Harry. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Dodgers' uh, lead is now 3-0 over the Diamondbacks. In the bottom of the third at Chavez Ravine, uh, every game is crucial. You've got a Muncie homer to right center, 436-foot bomb just now, a two-run shot with bets on, and Turner doubled in uh, Muncie in the first. Let, let me say this about Muncie. Like, let's be fair here. If the Padres continue to completely choke – and don't make the playoffs. Why the hell should Tatis be the MVP? I, I get, like they didn't win any games in August and September. We're gonna give this like hand this dude the MVP. Why? Because like you know he's you know sure he hits the ball the furthest. Like what? Like honestly, like this dude Muncy. Like I feel like he's just hit big homer after big homer for the Dodgers. He get doesn't get the press because they got a billion stars on the team. Like why should it's let's say why should Tatis be the MVP if they don't make it? Called most valuable player, not who looks the coolest. And I love Tatis, we all do, but that's not the award, right? Yeah, I'm with you, uh, and it's the same argument we had today. Yeah, with uh, Vlad and, and Otani. Same thing. But, you know, at the same time, the Padres are. It's yes. a three-way tie for that wild card, right, with St. Louis and Cincinnati. So they're still in it. And every night they play is uh, of the utmost importance, obviously. It's crucial. Uh, the Cardinals so, score a run here in the top of the 11th. Cardinals take by the, the way, lead. it's it's three to one Giants on the Padres in the fourth right now. Royals lead the A's 8-7 after six. White Sox 9-3 over the Angels, top eight. Cardinals 5-4 over the Mets in the 11th. They get the run at uh, City. And then the Brewers-Tigers in the 10th, scoreless. They must have had rain there because they're still playing in Detroit or something at this hour. Maybe, maybe you know, I don't know. That seems a little late, doesn't it? 11 yeah, it does. Yeah. Especially right, for a scoreless so, game. So let's go back to the argument. Today, um, and, and I've heard all this I can take, uh, I, you know, we talked about Vladdy Guerrero on Coast to Coast, and I said he should be the MVP, and everyone and their brother, I've heard every show, like, when I'm doing the show on TV in the afternoon, like, in commercial breaks, I'll turn on the TV to see what's happening in games or what they're talking about on, you know, on this or that channel, right? And today I saw people literally arguing about the exact same thing that Shohei Otani is the clear that's what I heard today on ESPN the clear choice without a doubt uh for MVP and I'm like without a doubt clear you must be tripping 
I, I honestly, I, I'm not listening to these chicks or these dudes that think they're uh, because they're there. Like I work there. Don't don't make me yawn, okay? With all the candy asses they got there with their soft ass opinions. Let me tell you something. When a guy has 171 hits, when a guy has 103 RBIs, four off the lead in the AL, when a guy has taken over the home run lead at 45 to Otani's 44, and, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, I have to, I have to put this up there. At the very least, I have to do it because I can't. He leads in batting average at, at 315. He leads in homers. He's third in RBIs. Number one in hits. I mean, it is unbelievable to me. Now, when you're talking about pitching leaders, Otani is not in the, you know, league lead in wins. And he's not in the league lead in ERA. And yet, and he's not in the lead in strikeouts. He's not in the lead or anywhere near it in quality starts. I mean, why is there this fascination with him for, uh, by the way, Martinez just hit a home run. It's one nothing Red Sox. In the fourth, why is it that he's the AL MVP when none of those, none of those numbers stand out in his pitching? I won't deny the guy can pitch, but he's not a league leader in literally anything, and he's no longer the league leader in home runs, and he's nowhere near this guy's productivity in RBIs, hits. How in God's name is he going to win the MVP? Because he's Japanese? I don't understand what it is. Because I don't, because he plays, he pitches and he hits. That's, that's not why. good enough for me. But not that's when why you're he's not winning leading it. in anything. And the other guy is literally on the verge of a triple crown and leads in almost every category in hitting. He's literally top five in everything. He's number one in half of it. And he's number three in the other half. You have got to be effing kidding me that he's not the MVP going away. And then on top of it, Carver High, tell them your argument about winning and losing. I mean, well, one of them plays on a loser, and the other one's taking his team to the playoffs. That's that's always been my biggest thing with MVP awards in every sport. I can't stand giving MVPs to guys who don't even make the playoffs. And, I, and not even not make the playoffs, not even come close to making the playoffs. I mean, they're not even in the mix, and they've done this, and I get it. Trout was the best player all those years he won, too, but the Angels, you know, they sucked. And they're only giving this guy the MVP because of what he's done on both sides of the field, because he's pitching and because he's heading and he's having a tremendous year. His second half hasn't been great, by the way. Remember at the All-Star break, he was the toast of the town? I think he's got only 10 homers in the second half. While Vlad Guerrero Jr. has absolutely been dragging this team to the top wild card spot, the playoffs, etc., been on fire in the second half. I don't know, and they're giving it to him, by the way. They're like me and you, we, we're in the minority. Like these uh, soft riders who who vote for this award, you know, they're just their eyes are so glazed over. 
because this guy grabs a baseball every five days or six days or seven days. He doesn't pitch every five days. They, they, you know, they, they candy ass with that too. But they love that he does this. So that's why they're giving him the award. The MVP should be about winning and losing. Most valuable player. Yeah, how are you most valuable player if your team finishes 10 games out of a playoff spot? Bro. What's valuable about is, that? He is the 40th ranked pitcher, basically, in in all of Major League Baseball. But 40th. but he hits and he but he has 40 homers, so he's the MVP. He's got 44 homers. But so I don't that's care. It. That's all he does. But he these guys runs. who vote for the award are they're, they're absolutely enamored by it. It's it's over. And listen, it's a great accomplishment, but he shouldn't be the most valuable player of the league. The most valuable player of the league this year is Vlad Guerrero Jr. It is. So Guerrero is the third best average in all of baseball. All of baseball in in, in both leagues. And your boy, don't even get me started on Otani. Can't find I'm, him. I'm, I'm like, adding he's yet. number you, you 83. I mean, find him. What in God's name is happening here? It's not even, uh, I, to me, it's not even a discussion. It's, I said this today and everybody thinks I'm crazy. And then I turn on ESPN and I hear all these blowhards talking about how it's a done deal already. He's minus 7,000 at all the books. Minus 7,000. Well, I mean, you know what? Then the entire thing is corrupt and it's BS. You cannot give, I will never respect that award again. If they give it to a guy that doesn't deserve it. I mean, I get it. People are enamored with him because he pitches and hits home runs like Babe Ruth. Congratulations. But the other guy is 10 times better than him as a player. That's all there is to it. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, so uh, anyway, I'm not even going to argue it anymore. I'm, you know, I, I got to tell you, I think it's so bunk and so bogus and so ridiculous, Carver High, that, I mean, I, I don't, I just don't, it's inexplicable. 
you can't even explain it to me. You cannot convince me of that guy being the MVP. I, like, I think it's great what he's done. I mean, that he pitches and that he hits home runs. That's great. But how can you ignore the other guy, what he's doing? Not only with every single facet of the game of with the bat. I mean, in every category, he's tops. He's top three or four in every category in baseball. And he's even been fairly spectacular first base hasn't he with the glove yes i mean if how in god how in god's name do you ignore that and give the mvp to someone that just absolutely has i guess one thing he's accomplished is 44 home runs i'll give him that but the other guy passed him in that too guerrero he passed i know and there's still three weeks left the the numbers don't even matter the numbers don't even matter the numbers don't even matter. It, it, it doesn't matter because it's all about the fact that he pitches and he hits. That's it. They're 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 giving him a, an, an award for for playing both ways this year for for pitching and for hitting and making it through the whole season. That's what he's getting the MVP award for. I, I mean, if Vlad was having this type of year and Otani wasn't a pitcher, also. I think Vladimir would be minus 7,000 favorite to win the AL MVP. I think he would be a runaway favorite and it would be over by now. That's how good a year he's having. Isn't that just corrupt? I, I, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure we're going to look back on it and, and Guerrero's probably going to be, you know, screwed out of an MVP. But And so let me get this straight. So the media votes for this. Correct. And you're telling me, like, if I'm him, honestly, my relationship with these people is over now. I I would give them nothing ever again in the rest of my career. I would literally become their worst nightmare. I just wouldn't talk to them or give them I'm not – I'm not – trying to sit here and I don't think that you are either. I'm not trying to sit here and say that Otani's had some kind of bunk year. Like I, I'm not at all trying to say that. The guy has had it, especially in the first half. I mean, the dude was probably he was the best player in the first half. There's no doubt in my mind. When we got to the All-Star break and he had that huge uh, you know, surge going into it and he was even pitching lights out, like the second half, he hasn't pitched as well. And he hasn't put up as much offensive numbers. He's got 10 home runs since the All-Star break. Oh, he's 48th in... um... Yeah, look. If he was just a hitter, I don't think this is a discussion right now. strikeouts, he's 48th. I mean, the guy, he's not in anything. He's literally, it's so bad. Like, I don't get it. Like, you're right. He had a good first half. This is a 162-game award. This isn't an 80-game right. award. And it's also an award to who is the most valuable player to their team, not who has made the greatest accomplishment on the field. Does a guy going through 162 games making, let's say he makes 25, 26 starts, pitches with that three-and-a-half ERA, and he hits 50 homers, you know, is that an unbelievable accomplishment and should be celebrated? Sure. 
But is yeah. he? Does that mean that? Does that make him the most valuable player in the league this year? Not necessarily. No. Not when his team's going to finish ten games out. No, it, well, it doesn't. I think he should finish second. I agree. I think I got no gone. problem with that. I'd be like, you know, he had a great year. He's second. You cannot ignore. You cannot, which is what they're doing. They're ignoring the fact that this other guy has built this steady steam train like the entire season. It's been going on since April, and he's built it up into a crescendo, and he's taken it all the way into September, mid-September, and he's passed Otani a long time ago with everything else, and now he's passed him in home runs. There's nothing left that he hasn't insulted him with with his uh, talent. He is, and he's won, you know, 15 of 18 games here at at, at the perfect time. He and they, he's led his team into the playoffs at this point, at this juncture, by being the most valuable player in baseball. Forget about yes. the American League. He's been the best player in baseball. He's better than uh, Tatis. He's better than Muncie. He's better than anyone. He's I better agree. than Otani. He is the best player in baseball this year, and they're ignoring that fact. They're ignoring it because they're so caught up in the phenomena of having this Japanese pitcher hit 44 home runs. And pitch, you know, and you know, at one point he was like eight and one or something. That's all it took to go eight and one and hit 44 home runs, and you're the MVP of baseball. To me, it's an insult to well, the guy that dominated the game over a Six and a half month stretch. And now with three weeks left, he's playing the greatest baseball we've seen from anybody, in my opinion, in two or three years. Has anyone in two or three years literally been this close sniffing a triple crown? This guy is the best player in baseball and the media is ignoring that fact. I mean, at some point, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Is it racist? I, I don't know what's going on. I really, I really don't know what's going on. I can't ignore the fact that he's, in my view, I mean, honestly, in my view, he's five times better than Otani. I mean, uh, he does everything. And the other guy pitches and hits home runs. That's all he does. That's all he does. And everyone in Southern California can kiss my ass because you can't argue with, you know, Guerrero's numbers in every single category in baseball. You can't even argue it. So, and neither can Vascursion or anybody else. You cannot argue it. So you can sit there all day and keep selling this guy as the best player in baseball. And you are all tripping. You're tripping. And don't even tell me I'm wrong, Carver. No, I've been with, I've been on this for a while. I, I knew that they were giving it to him months ago. He, 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 he won the MVP months ago. That's, that's so ridiculous. It's, it's the same nonsense they did a couple of years ago with the rookie of the year. He shouldn't have won the rookie of the year. He shouldn't have. I mean, the Andahar on the Yankees had every offensive category was better than him. Average, home runs, RBIs, everything. But they gave it to Otani because he pitched for the first six weeks of the season, then got hurt, and he didn't even pitch the last three months. And they still gave him the rookie of the year just because he made, you know, 10 starts. And his offensive numbers were nowhere near Andahar's. But they gave him the rookie of the year because they were so blown away that he pitched and he hit. And that's the same thing you're getting this year. And once again, not trying to say that he's that he sucks or he hasn't had a good year. It's phenomenal what he has done, but he's not the most valuable player in the league. His team's not going to finish 10 games out of first, out, out of the playoffs. You know, not, I, not even out of I, first, I, out of the wild card. 
I think it's it's really impressive what he's done. No doubt. But it's not phenomenal. It's not phenomenal. You know, phenomenal is a different cloud, okay? It, it, that's a different cloud to be living on. Then well, then what what Guerrero's done is phenomenal. What well, this what guy's done is has been really impressive. Well, the, the reason why they're all enamored and they're giving it to him this year is because you are seeing something that hasn't been done since Babe Ruth. So they're going to go and and give him all the all the bouquets and all the. You accolades know what phenomenal is? Phenomenal oh, that, is the night you and I had the prop boat in the lagoon. Yes. For three straight nights, we bet on him to hit a home run like against yeah. the Yankees, and he did yeah. it. That's yes. That that's, that's his phenomenal. Best that was his accomplishment of the year. That it really right was. That was phenomenal. Watching him walk up to the plate three nights in a row and hit home runs, whatever it was, that was phenomenal. But I don't, you know, listen, I got to tell you, and I understand all this stuff about 44, 45 home runs. Listen, we've seen guys hit 70 home runs, okay? I don't care what they were on. You still hit that many home runs. It's a long cry from 44 to 70-something. It's a long cry to 66, 65, whatever. I mean, guys, I remember growing up. I literally remember growing up and watching George Foster hit 50 every year. I mean, it's not that phenomenal. It really isn't. But they didn't pitch. I've told you before, I saw... I saw George Brett, Rod Carew, Robin Yount. Have I not seen guys flirt with 400 for an entire baseball season? And and I got guys now hitting 210, making $20 million. They can't hit their way from the beach to the ocean. And I'm sitting here, and, and you're talking about phenomenal what is so phenomenal about guys that hit 240? Nothing. What's so phenomenal about 44 home runs? It's like really good. I think it's really good, but it's not phenomenal. Okay, phenomenal is a different island altogether. And the prop boat only goes to phenomenal islands. When it goes in the lagoon, it only goes one direction, to the phenomenal islands. It's right near the uh, French Polynesian islands, Carlos. It's Pharrell on a bench. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, so I can't win. I, I just can't win that argument, apparently, with all the geniuses that run baseball into the ground. I mean, how can you cover Major League Baseball for a living? I mean, I, I'd love to argue with Miller or uh, Nightingale about it. Like, how can you cover baseball for a living and be a great columnist or writer and and um, ignore what Vladimir Guerrero has done when Vladdy Jr. has done uh, with his bat and glove and everything else and taking that team to the playoffs and then glorify this guy that's teams 13 games back and 10 back in the wild card and has no chance whatsoever at any kind of glory or postseason, even not sniffing it. They won't even sniff it. And the other guy's going to go. And that's what a real MVP is. Someone that carries his team to glory into the playoffs. That That's the definition of it entirely. And all this other rhetoric about giving it to him early, he had already had it one three months ago, is just absolute bullshit. And that's all there is to it. And I'm done with it. I am done with it. You can have it. So... Uh, let's talk about uh, some college football here at Carver High. I know how excited you get. Um, I, I heard you talking about Purdy on on uh, with with the Gopher to two on a college football show uh, with the clip I heard, and uh, you couldn't be more right. I bet on Iowa, as you know, going into Ames, and they manhandled them, controlled them, owned them. The fans in Ames were standing around holding their D's all day. They didn't know what to do because uh, Iowa just stepped on their dates' faces and kicked their ass. So you're right about one thing. A, he doesn't matter. And B, they're done uh, playing yeah. for anything that matters. They certainly are. Their season's over because um, you know that they're not going to run the table in the Big 12 or anything like that. Like They're not going to beat Oklahoma and Texas. And, uh, you know, Texas Tech, TCU, they'll lose a game or two down the way. And I'm just tired of listening to Brock Purdy. Like, geez, like, he beats Oklahoma last year, then loses to him in the in the Big 12 title game. Yes, he had a big bowl game. They beat up Oregon. Oh, you know, whatever. Comes out this year. You get the big game at home. You're in the top 10. You've got your rival coming in. That guy sucked on Saturday. He was awful. They had to take him out of the game in the second, in the fourth quarter. He didn't even play. That's how bad he was. The great Brock Purdy. Please. Uh, see ya. You're irrelevant again. Bye. Go away. So today you heard all the stories about um, Eric Bieniemy yes. winning uh, the USC job. I don't understand why that guy has been blown off for the NFL head coaching gigs when he's the number one guy in line. He's, he's the number one guy in line, but they're hiring the number eight, 12, 23rd, and 40th yeah, guy in line. makes no sense. Uh, it's racist is what it is. And then uh, it's just a giant race uh, problem in the NFL still. 
but here's the here's the gist of it. I don't I don't really have answers to uh, the NFL problem other than it's racial because he just keeps getting blown off like a like a drive by shooting. And all I know uh, is is that he's he was number one in line for every job and he never got any of them. Now all of a sudden he's saying that he wants that job, and I have to tell you, is it just me or am I missing something here? Like. What does he have to do with USC besides nothing? And he's, I, I'm telling you, that guy, Fickle, and that AD are like brothers. Well, I mean, that's his boy. I, he, you know, I, I said that Jerry Palm said it last night, but I'm not stupid. I knew that before he mentioned it, that that's his AD. That's his guy. That's the guy that, um, you know, he got the job. He wants him there. I, I, I think he does. Now, I know all these other names are sexier, Franklin and Bill O'Brien and all this other. Bill O'Brien went from Penn State to the Texans, right? Now, all of a sudden, he's going to go back and coach at USC. I think Bill O'Brien, right. am I crazy or does he want to be? I yeah. know he's coaching. Uh, in, isn't he coaching in college now at Alabama? He's, he's, uh, he's the offensive coordinator with Saban yeah, at Alabama. So do you think he should be USC's new football coach, Bill O'Brien? Are you serious? Uh, Over I wouldn't hire Luke I wouldn't Fickle. Hire or, I mean, I think there's a lot of names in that hat. But I, what yeah. is it about BNME that you think that attracts him to that job or them being attracted to him? Well, not only – was Mike Bone, who's the AD at USC. Not only was he previously the AD at Cincinnati, Scotty, but he was also previously the AD at Colorado. So there's your tie-in. Oh, so there's with, your tie with the enemy. There's your tie-in with Eric Bieniemy. So they were together in Colorado in 2013 uh, when Bieniemy was part of the program there. Not very long, but they do have some Colorado connection. So that's where the enemy, I think, has been thrown into the mix here because clearly he knows it, bone. Okay, fair enough. I didn't know that. All right, so do you think that it would help recruiting in Southern California and in California, Northern and Southern, to keep players in the state going to USC as opposed to, like, Bryce Young leaving, right. um, the kid uh, Corral left, yeah, uh, and went to Ole Miss. Do you believe that um, that the brother in B enemy could keep all these brothers that are great football players in L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, up and down California? They're all over the state, great football players, and they're all leaving to play. Not all of them, but a lot of them are leaving to play elsewhere yeah. across the country in the SEC, et cetera. Do you think having the enemy, because I'm not sure that, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think any of them brothers want to play for Luke Fickle. They're just no. like, whatever, some white boy giving me advice. Uh, th- do you think they'd rather play for the brother in the enemy and he'd be able to keep athletes, and, and namely black athletes, from leaving the state? Well, look, uh, I think the one thing that the enemy would have going for him right now clearly is, you know, he's been coaching the best quarterback in the NFL for the last few years. And if you're a 15, 16, 17 year old quarterback, not just in Southern California or anywhere in the country, who's the one guy that you're watching right now or have been watching for the last three years, Patrick Mahone. 
And who's the guy that's been there with Mahomes on the sideline? Obviously, you know, you see Andy Reid, but it's Eric Bieniemy also. And it is a joke that he hasn't gotten a job in the NFL yet. And you know what? I think he'd probably do a good job at USC. But here's where this gets tricky. You know how these college hires, they like. They want to get a guy in there by early December, get them in for the recruiting cycle. It's much different than the NFL. If Eric Bieniemy is going to stay with the Chiefs, what if they go to the Super Bowl again? And, and USC can't hire him till what? Earlier, mid-February? I mean, that's not going yeah, to fly. Not just, uh, why, uh, here's, a, here's a deal. They said uh, Dante Williams is going to coach him the rest of the year. Why not lie, hire yeah. Bieniemy, and be done with it now and give him the job? Right. And, but, you know, and then will then he say, you know, you're, you're turning your back on the chiefs in the middle of the season. So what? Right. He's been shafted in the but NFL that's, and that's, and for that's two, why three years. He's been right. shafted and lied to by every team in the league. And he never got one of those jobs. What does he give a rat's ass? if right. he screws the chiefs at this point. No, it's true. Especially, it's so easy to look at Andy and say, listen, man, you know that I've been trying to get a head coaching job. The league is screwing me, so I'm going to go coach UFC. Boom. That's it. I'm out of here. Can I tell you about my recruiting? Uh, I have a, a recruiting story for you. Yes. Okay, so uh, the Pharrell Ballers are getting ready to uh, re-up the wow. They're going to that after, right. After, yeah, after two years, it appears that there is a movement in, in motion. Uh, to bring the league back uh, after wow. COVID. So in October, uh, uh, allegedly soon, three, four weeks, October 6th, allegedly, they're going to start, I guess, uh, allegedly starting this league. So my team that has won all these championships and that has uh, played in 17 championships and has been you know, a force, a tour de force of, of success, great franchise, a lot like the Lakers and Celtics the Pharrell ballers. So my team has been disbanded several key pieces, including a 35 point a night guy in uh, copper, our boy B the cop that I told you about. Uh, he was the, probably the best player I've ever played with. He copper. disappeared off the face of the earth. Not only is he not just, playing on our team, just completely we disappeared. We can't <laughs> even find him, Like he may have died of COVID. We can't find him. He doesn't respond to our emails, Facebook, texts, nothing, phone calls, nothing. So we're done. We're done trying to to get Copper back. So one thing leads to another. We lose another guy that's a monster on the uh, inside game with the touch and uh, pump fakes and finishes. And he knows how to play the game. He knows how to follow his misses, uh, rebounder tip-in guy, just a real big body banger guy. He stopped. He quit. Uh, and then we had a Spanish dude that was a great player up and down, like an engine, like a, a Ferrari. The guy goes up and down the court and, and finishes. He, he, I think he's in jail. No one can find any of them. So I had to go on a recruiting mission to build the team back. Right. So the first thing I did was uh, there's this brother I know. And I'm like, yo, I go, what's up, bro? I go, do me a favor. And he goes, what? I go stand under the basket. And he goes, okay. And then I go, now I'm going to throw you the ball and I want you to dunk it. And he, I threw him the ball and the kid went up in the air. His elbows were above the rim. And he grabbed the rim and he was swinging his onions in the air from under the basket at a standing still. He went straight up and his elbows were above the rim and he dunked. 
And then I said, that's fantastic. I said, now let's play today for two hours. We're going to run up and down the court. And I need you to like, I need you to finish and I need you to rebound. So I need you to knock people out of the way and get every rebound. And I need you to dunk and I need you to run up and down and finish. So for two hours, this guy ran up and down and he just knocked every person in the world out of the way, like Rodman. I mean, the guy's <laughs> ripped out of his mind. He's got hips the size of a, a Chevy and he's got arms and chest. He's just a ripped giant muscle brother. And he's young. He's like 24. And I'm like, you're on the frail ballers. There's my <laughs> recruiting story for you. I got the first, first brother I could find. I could throw it down, rebound, block out, run and finish. And I signed him. I was like, you want to play with the ballers? Cause he already knows we're good. He already knows I'm good. He already knows killer and money. You're good. I'm like, you want to play with us and win some games? He's like, yeah. I go, all right, let's go. Boom. Sign him up. I'm like Eric B enemy over here. Keeping all the brothers in the, on the right team, the ballers, bring him back. Mafia's out. He don't play no more. I don't know what happened to him. I think he started playing the violin. I, I, you know, I don't, I got no more time for these dudes that don't ball at Carver High. You know, I ball every day. Every day. That's all I do. I told you a guy broke my thumb the other day. I told my wife to pull my thumb back into place. And when she did, I farted. She was like, here, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, sorry. It's Pharrell on the bench. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You know, just for good measure, Carver High, I thought I'd add, uh, you'd be proud of me, and not only uh, recruiting the brother to play with the ballers because he can dunk and... Uh, physically control people but i also had to uh, dabble in a little illegal recruiting <laughs> why would Ooh. i just recruit legally when i could cheat uh so i'm illegally recruiting uh the young gun my son Ooh, i didn't know that As was you know, well he's he's the he's a problem right like so he's unstoppable and he can't no one can guard him he's got too much handle and too much dribble drag and, and too much uh, scoop layup ability. He can get by you when you make a mistake and lean. He's gone, boom, shovel, done. Easy layups and buckets. He's got great floater touch. 
and he can shoot threes. So you don't know if he's going to stick a three in your face or if he's going to pull up and get ready to shoot the three and then off he goes for a scoop layup. I mean, this guy scores more buckets in and out than anybody uh, uh, since a boy band. All I know is he's he's not of age. You got to be 18, right? So he's a junior in high school, so he'll be 17. So I've had to uh, try to illegally recruit him into the league. There has been some... Uh, there's been some defiance like a, and so, some people don't yeah. like it. One guy said, uh, what are you going to narc him out after I got you brought back into the league twice after you got in fist fights? You're going to narc out my son who you party with and play with every week of your life now. And he schools you. You're going to narc me out. The guy I saved your ass. You're going to narc me out. He goes, I'm not going to narc yet. I go, I love you, bro. Let's go smoke a fatty. If the check is so paper like, size, if the check is birth certificate, like Danny Almonte here, the young gun at the league. I mean, geez. <laughs> You knew I'd get in some illegal recruiting. Dodgers up 5-0 on the Diamondbacks. Mariners 2-1 on the Red Sox in the fifth. Royals 10-7 over the A's in the ninth. And the Padres trail the Giants 3-1, bottom six. I'll see you tomorrow at 4 Eastern on Coast to Coast. Good night, everybody. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.